Welcome to the first show of the year, even though this is be still being recorded in 2021. This is technically the first show of the year. It is the match of the month. And as I said a couple shows ago, I don't remember exactly what show I said it on. It's somewhere in the archive. <laughs> but um, this year, we're going to do things a bit different. As I am moving, um, I don't know if that will uh, cause me to have to take a hiatus from the show at all. Um, we'll see. However, 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 until we get to that point, which I will let you guys know, because I am actually graduating from school this year, so yay to me, um, we're going to change things up. So January, we'll have a match of the month. February, we'll have a comic book of the month. And it's the same format. We're going to dig deep into our vault and talk about some stuff. I may even bring Nico on for that show. And so we're just going to change some things up to, make, to keep it fun because you guys do like hearing about a lot of the history and why I tell the stories about a lot of these things. And I don't believe I did a good job with that in 2021. I believe I believe I because I just don't remember and because we have so many new fans, but yet we have so many of the older fans. And I don't want the older. And this kind of is going to sound, sound, sound kind of crappy, but I don't want the older fans to be like, hey, man, you did that match up before. I don't want to do rehashes. So I really had a hard time. And I, I just like being honest with you guys coming up with the right stories and things I want to talk about. And now I've actually sat down. I actually like my memory is like completely unclogged, you know, plus uh, uh, not making excuses, just being honest. I did a lot more shows than I was expecting. I was expecting to do the extra shows I've done. I really just want to do the Monday, Wednesday show. But as you guys have noticed, and even some of you guys said in your emails to me, which I super appreciate. You guys, you guys are, hey, man, your Wednesday shows are getting better. You're building more confidence. I, I was really lacking confidence for Wednesday shows for, I want to say, the first three months. I, I, yeah, for sure. And that affected the match of the month. And so now I just know where I want to go. I have the right stories I want to tell. I actually believe I know which stories I have not told uh, as far as the matches go that are like really compelling stories, you know, it's, and this, and it starts out with this one. So it's fitting that this it's fitting that the, the show I, I felt the most disappointing in, which was at one point in time, the most popular show. Now it's the Monday show because it's the wrestling show. But at one point in time, I was getting, a t I was, Shoot, at its peak, I was getting like 50,000 listeners, you know, which is huge for me. You know, as you guys know, we're a small show. We're still growing. Um, but we, on that one show alone, we'll get 50,000 listeners. And I believe we're going to get back to that and surpass it this year. Because I'm fully believing that we're we're not going to actually have a, hi a hiatus. But I'm super excited. This like, like, When I looked at the calendar, I was like, Oh man, imagine it's gonna be the first show of the new year. I gotta come with something great. And I know for sure I have not talked about this match or this moment. And so I started like doing research on it. It just I felt hungry again, if that makes any sense. So anyways, let's get to it. Welcome to the new year. Welcome to this show. I see things a little differently, really excited. January 19th, 2009. I remember where I was. I was living in Maryland. I was actually working for FedEx Ground, and I'm at home, and at the time I was working overnight, so I had to be up by 2, you know, working, to, I think I had to be there by 2.30, then I would work until like 7, right, be home by 8, have nothing really to do the rest of the day. So, 
I'm up and I usually I made it a habit, dude. If I had to go to work Monday through what was it Monday through Saturday, essentially because you had Sunday Monday off technically, which whatever. But when you work overnight like that, you actually don't have two days off because you remember this: you're working into Saturday morning. So yeah, you don't have to go to work Saturday night into Sunday or Sunday night into Monday, but it doesn't feel like two days because over because really and fun fun fact, which is a terrible fact. <laughs> Overnight shift has the most suicides because you don't actually have a freaking life. And it's like you're constantly trying to catch up on sleep. You're never going to catch up on. So it pays better. But the the, the way that uh, the, the, the life balance work is not really there, you know. Um, anyways, so I was up. I was about to go to bed. And it, was just a, it seemed like just a regular episode of Raw, you know. Um, and just I just couldn't go to sleep. So I stayed up and I watched. And this is the episode, the infamous episode, where you have Randy Orton being confronted by Stephanie McMahon. Earlier in the show, Jericho and Randy Orton were uh, had to apologize to Stephanie. Well, Orton refused, and Jericho did apologize, as the coward heel Jericho was at the time. So Stephanie's in the ring, and so she's confronting Orton, blah, blah, blah. And so Mr. Man comes in and he tells Stephanie to leave. And so he's talking to Randy and Randy's like, hey, look here, you you need to show respect. You know, you know who I am. I'm Mr. Man. You have three seconds or I'll terminate you on site. So he begins counting down and he think he gets to two and Orton smacks him. So Vince Man just falls down. I'm like, where the where is this going? You know, I'm just watching I'm like, where is this going? So then, all of a sudden, Orton just punt kicks him out of nowhere. This is before. I don't think this is the first time Orton used a punt kick. I don't think it is. But this is before he had to set up. This is before it became a signature move. Air quotes, no air quotes, me doing air quotes. Like, when he started using it as a signature move, no air quotes again, he would go in the corner. Oh, excuse me. He wouldn't go in the corner. He would just kick you out of nowhere. See, as it became a signature move, it then became a video game move and all this other stuff, it would be in the corner. He would go to the corner and, like, psych himself up for it. So you didn't see this kick actually coming. And this was when the kick looked great because it, it, he kicked Vince. I think he ended up legitimately hurting Vince. And, but, like, Vince is not a worker, so he's no one putting his hands up, et cetera, et cetera. So he kicks Vince, and he just looks, he just looks shot. Like, the, the entire building. My head... I, I, if they would have a video camera on me, they would have thought I was posing for the audience like these people do now. My hands were on my head. I was like, what the hell did I just see? What? He just kicked Vince McMahon's head into oblivion, right? I'm sitting there. I'm like, what the what the, what the hell's going on? And all of a sudden, Randy just looked shocked. And this was actually like really the... Inf- the like This is like... I, this was when really... Ev- uh, not Evolution. Legacy got together. Evolution... I mean, excuse me. Legacy, for you guys who don't know, is Teddy Biasi Jr., Randy Orton, and uh, Cody Rhodes. So anyways... He kicks him. Everyone looks shocked. Everyone's coming to the ring. Stephanie comes back. She's like, what did you do? What did you do? And so Orton's just like looking around and he's like, he looks like he's like, he has like, like she looks shocked, <laughs> you know? So I'm sitting there like, wow, what's the, you just didn't see it coming. And this year reminded me a lot of, I can't think of the year. And I don't want to say 2010 because it was not 2010. Because 2010 was the year John Cena made his surprise return. I want to say it was 2011. Yeah, it was 2011 because Sheamus was in 2012. 
Dear Alberto Del Rio won the WWE Royal Rumble, the 40 man Rumble. The only time they had 40 man Rumble. That was the only time they should have had 40 man Rumble. They shouldn't have had then. This is a whole. This is a story for another time. Um, but it was a terrible Rumble that didn't need to have 40 people. But the point of me using this is, 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 as an example is is because there was no real build to the Rumble that year. Like, Alberto Del Rio was the only one talking about, yes, I'm going to win the Royal Rumble because it's my destiny. And he would talk to people like Triple H, or excuse me, Shawn Michaels, who would lay him out with sweet shit music. And it was just only Del Rio talking about it. So I remember I didn't know who was going to win the Rumble that year. But in retrospect, the only person I talked about was Del Rio. So he probably should have been the only one talking, should have been the only one winning, right? This was the same kind of thing. We knew the entrance for the Royal Rumble. We knew it was some big names. We knew Triple H was in it. We knew uh, Legacy was in it. We knew uh, Jericho, Taker was in it. But no one no one was standing out. You know, no one was standing out whatsoever. And I remember thinking to myself, who's going? And I remember after that, I was like, I got to get some sleep. Because now it's 11 o'clock. Now it's like 11.08 or whatever. Right? So getting fucking two hours of sleep is ridiculous. But anyways, I'm sitting there. I'm like, man, this is... I guess he's, I remember, I remember before I went to bed, I said, man, I guess he's winning the Rumble. Like, it was just so weird, right? Because nothing happened, and then this happens the week before, because the Rumble took place January 25th. I'm like, this is crazy. And it, and, and it, it could only be two people that was going to win that Rumble that year. It was between Jericho and uh, Randy Orton, because they were the ones that, like, that did some stupid stuff to get in, in the McMahon's, cro- McMahon's crosshairs. Anyways, I remember Graw going off the air and saying to myself, wow, you know? Like, what does this mean? So I ended up watching the Rumble that Sunday. And the match of the month this month is January 2009, uh, January 24th, 2009, the Royal Rumble. And this Rumble had a lot of stuff going It was a good Rumble. You know, you had Cody Rhodes and Goldust facing off. You had the, the controversy of them trying to take the, the, the spot from Randy Orton to him threatening a lawsuit. And it was really, really strange. It was just like, what do we do, right? So anyways, so you had that intrigue going into the Rumble, which was some great intrigue. Like, to me, this was one of the best buildups for a WrestleMania main event and one of the worst paid-off matches of all time. And I think it was because, they, one, they had the competition of the Aaron Tigger versus Shawn Michaels, and two, they had the, um, the stipulation of if Triple H got disqualified, he would lose the title, even though this was a blood feud. But it started here, and to me, this Rumble is worth taking a watch. If you have Peacock, just watch the 2009 Rumble. Hell, they might even have it on their YouTube channel, the 2009 Royal Rumble, so you might even get to see it for free. You might not have to pay for Peacock. But if you watch it, it was just a good Rumble. You you had different names in it, and you had the intrigue of just Randy Orton just being that bastard that just did this, and you don't know what it means. Because I don't know. I can't remember. I recall it being shock. I don't recall anyone cheering that night. Now, I need to actually go back and watch this. Um, but I don't remember it being intrigued. I mean, I, I don't remember being like the, the the air quotes smart fans. But yes, he kicked them. No one knew what the fucking kick was at the time. No one called it the punk kick. It was just a kick to the fucking head of this old ass man. And you're sitting there like, holy crap, on a cracker, Batman. What's going on? 
You know, that's all I remember. It's like that meme. I have never seen the second of The Office, but I know it's from The Office. I mean, it's, it's this meme where this guy's like, what is going on? You know, it, it's just, it looks, it, that scene, I don't know where it is. Someone could tell me what it is. That scene just looks like it's funny, and I would want to watch that one scene just for that meme alone. Anyways, so you go into that Rumble, you see it, and Orton and Legacy dominated that entire Rumble. Or like what like Goldus is getting the advantage on Cody. Goldus turns around into an RKO. They pick him up. Cody Rhodes eliminates him. Like Legacy dominated this Rumble. It was it was unlike when Strange Society was dominating the Rumble and Cena came in and eliminated everybody. Like Legacy dominated this Rumble, right? So, anyways, um, the final four comes down to Triple H, Cody Rhodes, Teddy Bassey Jr., and Randy Orton. Uh, Triple H ends up eliminating Ke- uh, Cody Rhodes and Ted DiBiase only to be eliminated by Randy Orton. And this is actually a weird streak for Triple H. So I think he went three years in a row or three or four years in a row where he was like the final person eliminated. Because he got eliminated last year. Then he was eliminated the next year last by Cena. And then there was a break with 2011. And then Jericho was the last one eliminated. But yeah, yeah. But even when, it was it was a weird streak for Triple H. Like, to where like you knew he wasn't going to win, but he was still in the final four. Anyway, so Orton wins. He goes on to get the world title match at WrestleMania, where to me the buildup was fantastic. You had Triple H breaking into Randy Orton's fake home, beating the hell out of him, throwing him out the window. Like the the production level of this feud was fantastic. The payoff was weak because one Triple H won. Triple H should not have won. And Triple H, in my opinion, I don't. And I know you. Everyone has their own opinion about Triple H, right? But to me, Triple H. Randy Orton needed to be what Triple H was in 2000, when Triple H swerved everybody and was the first heel to win a WrestleMania main event. Randy Orton needed that this year. Yeah, he won the title next month by punk kicking Triple H. It wasn't the same. He won it in a six-man tag. Yes, I'm not lying to you. He won the world championship in a six-man tag, and then he punted Triple H. And then that crowd was so biased on Triple H, they was they sung, na 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 na. Hey, yes, I remember this year so vividly. And so that is your match of the month. But if you have Peacock, start with January 19th episode of Raw, where it's the very end of the show. You don't even have to watch the whole show. I would suggest you watch the whole show just so that way you can see the first hour. This is before Raw was three hours, so you're good. Um... You can watch all. You can watch both hours. You can see the whole Jericho Orton thing and how they both interacted with the McMahons. Then you can see the punk kick and just see how the story just boom. So, anyways, January start with January nineteenth. It's worth your time. Or even look it up on YouTube. Say Orton punk kicks McMahon. Just Vince McMahon. It, you don't. You don't. You don't have to go through all this. There's plenty of, plenty of options to see these mo- moments. So, anyways, that is your first show of the year. That is your match of the month this year. I'm so glad to be doing this. Thank you for having me. Thank you guys for being safe and welcome us into the new year the right way. Please, you can you can do five star reviews on Spotify now. Please give me a five star review. I would appreciate it. I am this little chemical. This is the match of the month. This is 2022. We're out.